So, which players are on USC's roster bubble for 2023? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we are free, and I'm really glad you're coming along for the ride. Hope you're enjoying the show. If you are watching on YouTube and you haven't done it yet, you still got time. There's that red subscribe button. Go ahead. Do me a favor. Hit it. You like the show, hit like. And to all of you who already have uh, subscribe. Thank you so very, very, very much. This episode of Locked On USC is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to, today to get started. All right. So we know March Madness is going to be coming up soon. Teams are going to be on the bubble. We also know USC's football spring camp is going to be opening in March. When playing and touching bubbles, you you gotta have a gentle touch, right? So otherwise, they you know, they burst, kind of burst, burst in your face. I'm gonna use a real soft touch here um, with this subject. I'm not going to mention any names specifically who I might think are on the proverbial roster bubble. Um, however, I think. Um, I'm going to present a case for each position room and let you guys, the listeners, decide. Is anybody on the bubble? When I say the bubble, um, let's look at it this way. When Lincoln Riley arrived at USC back in November 2021, right after Thanksgiving, uh, he said that USC was going to put together one of the most unique rosters ever assembled. Uh, He was also asked, pretty much straight up at his opening press conference. How much time did he think it was going to take to bring USC back and put her in her place? You know, and I'm choosing these words here on, on her throne. And, you know, Lincoln Riley said, quote, in this day and age, I think it can happen quickly. I do. I think there's a lot of good things going on in this program right now uh, that we can absolutely build off. I think that this day, I think in this day and age, with the way college football works, you can turn over rosters in so many different ways and will be very, very deliberate, creative, and intentional about that, end quote. So Coach Speak Translation, the transfer portal is going to be used whenever the staff deems it necessary. That's what Lincoln Riley was essentially saying. Uh, when he was using the words deliberate, and creative. I think those terms speak for itself. Uh, but, about, but what about that part at the end where he said uh, the intentional part of that quote? What was meant by that? Um, you know, I, I, I said that I wanted to use a soft touch with, with this particular subject uh, because you never want to mention a, a player by name saying, hey, you know what? You're a bubble player. The, the coach might be considering, you know, asking you to leave. 
Because that I, I think to be more clear, concise, and to the point, um, that's what intentional might mean. Intentionally asking somebody to transfer. Uh, we we know that happened when Lincoln got here in November 2021. There was there was enough locker room discord that uh, certain players just said, "You know what? You're not in our plans." Uh, you know, I, I, so honestly, I, I think there's really only one way to interpret that uh, that intentional part of the quote. Now, uh, I said that I wasn't going to mention any player by name. I am going to mention one player by name who, let's, let's be honest, because Lincoln Riley even spoke about it after the season. Uh, Solomon Tuliapupu, solo. Last year, going into spring camp, he was a he was the a bubble player. There they weren't sure if they were going to have room on the roster for for solo. It's not because they didn't want to, it's because they needed to make room for players who were going to be able to contribute. And we all know Solo's history. We also know how that story ended last year. You know, um, everyone thought for sure his career was done when Lincoln Riley took over. There was no way he was going to stick around. Well, um, like I said, we know how that story ended, and we're we're really happy for it. And so we'll be back again in 2023. Um, but what about some of the other players who made it through last year's, you know, we'll call it last year's roster cut um, with the new staff? Are there players still on the roster bubble, or have they secured a spot? I would say that any player who's been around USC's roster for three years or more, going into their third year, or who have been around for at least three years, uh, they they're probably on the bubble in one in some way, shape, or form, unless and there's going to be a few players who um, who get to sit that out, so to speak. They're not going to be even considered uh, for the for the transfer bubble. Uh, and if look, if you're on the defensive side of the ball, <laughs> I'd probably be sleeping uh, at least with my wa- eyes wide open. Um, especially every time every time you see a new transfer player arrive, it's Lincoln Riley and the staff went real heavy on the defensive side of the ball this uh, this time around in the first transfer portal. Remember, it opens up again May first for two weeks. So if we were to look at each of the position rooms. Uh, and only at the players, you know, who fit the, that criteria that I mentioned, the, the three year, three years are going forward. Uh, let's start with the defensive backs. Out of Adonis Odie, Max Williams, Kalen Bullock, Anthony Beavers, Prophet Brown, Jalen Smith, Sierra Wright, Joshua Jackson, and Zamarian Gordon, who would you put on the bubble? And let's, when you're trying to decide who you think, you know, um, who might be uh, trying to play their way in to the roster, so to speak. You have to take into all these things into consideration. Who is transferring in? Well, we know that Christian Roland Wallace from Arizona uh, is anticipated to take Makai Blackman's spot. And then, you know, in the, as far as the recruits coming in, you have two high school recruits, uh, Maliki Crawford, Crawford, a six foot four cornerback, 
and as well as Christian Pierce, uh, six foot two safety. So out of that group, is there anybody on a bubble? Considering who's coming in? What about the linebacker room? Uh, we know that Raylan Goforth, Tua C.V. Nomura, and Julian Simon, they all have new homes. They left the linebacker group. They're going to be playing elsewhere next year. However, uh, you still have Chris Thompson Jr. and Rajon Davis. Those, that's, that's who's returning from your linebacker room who check off the boxes of being at USC going into or at least three years. I've heard it from a pretty good authority that Ray Jong isn't going anywhere. And until I hear something different, I don't think Chris is either. So let's get creative with this room, um, including the transfers, uh, the last year's transfers, and the underclassmen. I, I think everyone agrees, should agree, Shane Lee, Eric Gentry, they can sit this one out. They're not going to be on the roster bubble. Uh, Carson Tadarachi, the transfer from Utah. Last year, he redshirted the entire year with an injury. Garrison Madden was a uh, freshman from, a, from Georgia. And then coming in this year, you've got Taka Curtis. Uh, he was USC's must-get. He was the only linebacker they truly, truly went after. And he's a good one. And then the transfers coming in, you've got Mason Cobb and Jamil Mohamed. So when you count everybody up, the entire room, you've got the linebackers nine in 2023. And remember, there's another transfer portal coming up. If there wasn't a bubble position um, at USC, a position group, this is probably the room. You can make the case for one, maybe two. Maybe two if you really want to stretch that rubber band, but this is probably the safest room to say, hey, if uh, we're on the roster next year. Um, what about up front of the defensive line? Let's go back to November 2021 when Lincoln said, quote, one of the biggest things that we've done at Oklahoma the last several years is the emphasis on building up the defensive line I think of the great USC teams of the past and just some of the great defenses of the past, that's where it starts, end quote. Okay. Let's fast forward to 2023. After watching, uh, after he watched Georgia literally whoop up uh, on everyone lately, going back to back as national champions, he referenced their defensive line, comparing it to USC's. Um, and he, he, he said this, you can't fake it. And he was like, hey, media, do our guys look like George's guys? So here's what we've got returning up front. Edge players included. You have Stanley Taufo, Jamar Sakona, Dejon Benton, um, Colin Mobley. Emphasis, Colin Mobley, Corey Foreman, and I mentioned Solo earlier. And then you have the transfers coming in. Kion Bars, Jack Sullivan, and Anthony Lucas. Recruits coming in, you've got Elijah Hughes, Dejon Lafitte, David Peavy, Braylon Shelby, and Sam Green. Count them all up. I've got 14 guys 
trying to play defensive line rush end. Uh, that is bubble central. <laughs> Let's just be honest here, okay? Uh, and we're not counting, obviously, we're not counting the transfers that are coming in this year or the high school recruits. And I kept emphasizing Colin Mobley's name because he did the hokey pokey with the transfer portal already this this year. Um, and he turned himself back around. He's back at USC. I don't know if it's because USC needed some you know, some depth for spring camp and Colin hadn't found a home yet. Is he, uh, again, I, I guess I'm going back on my word. I'm going to mention another name and that's Colin. And that's only because the way he put his left foot in and took his left foot out um, with the transfer portal. Is he going to be around after spring camp? Something to watch. Personally, I can see at least three guys on the bubble in this room. And if I'm cheating, Colin is one of them. Only because he tried it out already. <clears throat> so we talked about the defense. How many guys from the offensive side of the ball? Well, we're going to talk about that in the next segment. But first... I know everyone's looking for a real delicious treat any time of the day, but nobody wants all those uh, fat or the calories. Then you got to try a built bar. We're way past the New Year's. I'm way past any type of uh, resolution, but I'm still trying to eat a little bit better. And if you're like me and you want to try and eat healthier, but you don't want to com compromise taste, then man, I have got just the thing for you. You got to try built. With built, healthy is actually tasty. Being real serious, they're de they're delicious. You won't think they're even good for you. That's how good they are. Um, so, what makes Built so good? Number one, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. I love chocolate. I don't know too many people who don't. And they come in unbelievably great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars, they, they really do. They taste like a candy bar. And they do it by maintaining all the good things. Only 130 calories, you get only 4 grams of sugar, and you get a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait and order them online from Built. You can go get them at Walmart or Sam's Club. Head on over to Walmart. Head over to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of their cookies and cream, the double chocolate, or their coconut puffs. Or if you're near Sam's Club, run in, grab a 13-bar box, and they have those flavors like brownie batter and churro. Trust me. Thank me later. Once again, thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. I mentioned March Madness earlier. You start, need to start checking out uh, Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about the game in one place. Plus, you're going to hear it from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and the players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's get right into it. Offense at quarterback. <coughs> Excuse me. There's Caleb Williams who's going to be watching Miller Moss and Malachi Nelson for the right to be his backup, okay? Actually, they're battling 
to see who's going to be able to take over next year. Because uh, obviously everyone anticipates this being Caleb's last season at USC. However, uh, Malachi's, no one's, at, I don't think he's going to be available for spring camp. He's recovering from off-season shoulder surgery, not his, not his throwing shoulder, his left shoulder. So uh, again, I don't think he's going to be available for spring camp. However, this is a really good question for if 2024, the number one player in the country, quarterback recruit Dylan Royola, uh, decides to commit at some point during the season, then things get real interesting next year. Because now you've got Miller Moss, Malachi Nelson, who will be assuming a redshirt freshman, and incoming true freshman Dylan Royola. Someone out of that group isn't hanging around at USC. Keep that receipt. Uh, let's see. At running back, returning Austin Jones. Rayleigh Brown doesn't check off the three-year box, but he's returning Darwin Barlow. Neither does Austin Jones, but those are your three returning running backs. And then transferring in, you've got Marshawn Lloyd, who's now at the real USC. And you have the two freshmen, Quentin Joyner and Amari and Peterson. I don't think I'm going out on a limb here. Uh, there's one potential bubble player in this room. We know it's not going to be the two incoming freshmen. And you guys can do uh, the deduction from there. What about tight end? It's an interesting room. First of all, Lincoln Riley is now going to have to put his words into action. Um, he was able to convince Walker Lyons, the touted, highly touted tight end in the 2023 class, not to go to Georgia and not to go to Utah and to come to USC. Albeit, he won't be available until 2024. Uh, Lincoln Riley needs to show that he is going to use the tight end. So out of the returning group, and all these guys are going to check off the criteria box. Jude Wolf, Ethan Ray, Malcolm Epps, Lake McCree, and then you have incoming uh, Kate Eldridge, who's coming in as a recruit. Bubble or no bubble, uh, if roster spots are going to be needed um, after spring camp, you know, if there's a two or three players in the transfer portal that USC needs, and we know that USC is already over their 85 scholarship allocation. Um, this is a room to get creative with, as Lincoln Riley said. Uh, I mentioned the names. You saw how the tight end was used last season. You saw which which name which which names disappeared last year that you thought you'd see more of out of that group. One of the most competitive rooms on this team uh, is that wide receiver. Brendan Rice, Mario Williams, and the newest transfer, Dorian Singer, they're not going anywhere. All three of those guys, we know the first two came in last year. Uh, Dorian Singer is arriving now, so those guys are locked in. And then here's the guys you need to start checking off who've been around. Michael Jackson III, Kyron Hudson-Ware, Taj Washington, John Jackson III, 
And then you've got uh, Zach Branch, Makai Lemon, and probably one of, a real intriguing prospect, Jacoby Lane, coming in. So out of the group of 10 wide receivers, I have, excuse me, I have two on the bubble. Um, interesting group. I'd hate to see anybody leave. But again, if you need roster space, you might be able to uh, trim the bushes, so to speak. Trim the hedges from that group. One, maybe two. And then let's just get right up to the front. Offensive line. Justin Dietrich, sit down. He's not going anywhere. Jonah Monheim, sit down. Not going anywhere. The way Lincoln Riley and Josh Henson talk about those guys, uh, they're starting. And so are at least two of the three transfers who are arriving, Ethan White, Michael Tarquin, Jared Kingston. The guys who are returning three years or more, Andres DeWork, Gino Quinones, Caden Stevens, Mason Murphy, Andrew Malek, Cortland Ford. Those are those those guys fit the uh okay, well, put up or shut up group. Here's the thing though. The offensive line is that one group where you really want to be able to develop your guys. You want to give them the time to make it happen. Here's the other thing, though, the other side of the coin. The transfer portal has really <laughs> changed the learning curve, has really ramped it up, especially at offensive line. If the staff doesn't feel you're going to be able to contribute after two years, they're not going to wait for you in the third year. They're hitting that transfer portal, and we've seen that Lincoln Riley is being really aggressive with it. <clears throat> we saw it last year. We're seeing it again this year. Excuse me. The five offensive line recruits that are coming in in 2023, they're going to be on that same quick learning curve um, once they arrive. So, again, this is, I think, the one position group that the transfer portal can really change the dynamic of recruiting. So, out of the 16 guys, say for the five, uh, who are arriving, the high school guys. <clears throat> You've got 11 spots looking for 2D. How many bubbles are going to be popped out of that room? Will they be making a will they be making their announcement on social media if and when it happens? Will I be making the announcement? Or will it just uh will you just hear about it? Oh, so and so's in the transfer portal. Speaking of social media announcements. Yay or nay? Should high school transfers be talking about making a transfer from one high school to the next? We're going to talk about that in the next segment. First, we're going to talk about FanDuel because the Super Bowl is this coming weekend. And man, are, are we excited? We hope you are too. That um, our new sports betting partner for Locked On, that's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make them that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers, if you join today, 
when you get started, you're going to get $150 in free bets. And that's guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. So just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, they have all of the, your favorite bets from the money line to the point spreads. They even have prop bets. Plus, check this out. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. It's almost like you're in Vegas. And you can do that all on an app that's super safe, super secure, and really super easy to use. So, football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so earlier today, I uh, I did my Inside the Trojan Huddle podcast that we do weekly at over there on wrsc.com. Oh, by the way, we still have our subscription special going, $9.99 a month or $29.99 for an entire year. It'll take you through, well, it's not a whole year now, but it will take you through the end of fall camp 2023. Get on board. There's a lot of good stuff over there. However, for free, Every day, Locked On USC is your first listen because you're going to get a lot of the same stuff you're getting over there. Not everything, but a lot. All right, back to uh, Inside the Trojan Huddle. We had a really interesting halftime question that the that our host, Greg Katz, asked. And it was about high school, high school players announcing they're transferring to another high school via social media, like you hear about college players making an announcement with graphics and everything. What are your thoughts on this? When I was asked, I was like, you know what? It's kind of just, it's the nature of the beast. We got to get used to it. But as I was talking about it, I was like, you know what? I have to accept it. That's where we're at. That's what we're doing now. But there is, let's peel back the layers a little bit on it. I get it. You want to go to a better program for better exposure um, to get yourself to the next level, get into college. Fine. I get that. But, you know, what about the, that, that coach that saw something in you as maybe a freshman or a sophomore and develops you all the way through your junior year? And now all of a sudden they're ready to put out some tape, some film, start making contact with, with you know, college coaches, programs, and getting you out there. And then all of a sudden you say, and you don't even go up to your head coach. They find out on social media that I'd like to thank my, pre, you know, my coaching staff, yada, yada. You know the, the, the transcript that you see. I'm taking my talents to so-and-so. Man, if I'm the head coach, assistant coach, mentor, whomever, uh, that's a slap in my face. And it's also, it leads to a bigger issue, in my opinion. Today's younger generation have no idea what the word commitment means. We know there's no such thing as a commitment in college anymore. You don't like where you're at after a year? Pick up, go, go find a greener pasture somewhere else. It's now trickling down to the high school level, and I'm not sure I want to see that. You got, you know, I come from the the mentality of you start something, 
finish it. And that's what college is all about. You know, when you get that degree, once you get it, you're a future employer. They don't care what you got your degree in. If you're a doctor, it matters, a lawyer, yes. They just want to see that you started and finished something. And yeah, you can do that by hopscotching around from university to university. You'll eventually finish it. In high school, though, man, I don't know. It's just, for me, there's that, that line in the sand, that that camaraderie with, you know, the guys you grew up with in your neighborhood for the most part. At least that's how it used to be. Now, go wherever you want. Um, it's our, High school football in Southern California is dying slowly on the vine. It's because two, three major private programs are gobbling up all the great talent. And the talent pool is already getting smaller because less and less players are starting to play high school football. There are programs that used to be able to field freshman, JV, and varsity teams. Now they struggled to just get a full varsity roster, let alone freshman or JV. So uh, what are your thoughts on this? Players using social media to announce they are transferring high schools. All right. Just thought in the show with something different. Give me your feedback on that. I always want to hear what you have to say. But before we get out of here, I want to say once again, thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Head on over to Locked On College Basketball. You got to check it out. Everything you need to know from the insiders, players, coaches, everybody you want to talk to. Everyone you want to hear about college basketball from. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your down, or wherever you download your podcast. All right. Locked on USC will be back again with another episode. We come at you five days a week. And once again, until that next episode comes around, you know what to do.